Hey guys, how are you doing today? I really hope you're gonna enjoy this video because it's a special one. In Return of the Jedi, we got my favorite scene in all of Star Wars. The celebration after the Death Star 2 blew up. With Luke hanging his arm on the tree as he gazes off into the distance to acknowledge his father, Anakin Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Yoda. Many, and I mean many, have theorized that Leia saw them too, and that even Han saw them in the background, as we can see him staring when Luke faces the ghosts. The real answer is that no one but Luke saw them. I'll read the quote from George in a bit, which actually goes into more detail about other things too, which is always fun. So to Leia, Han, and everyone else there, Luke was just staring into the forest, probably relaxing that the Empire had now been destroyed, or at least started to fall apart entirely with the death of Palpatine and Darth Vader. Here's the quote from the making of the Return of the Jedi book from George Lucas, Lawrence Kasdan, and Markand. George Lucas says, but I still tend to want to bring Ben into it. He's one of the main characters and he's still a strong presence. I sort of agree with Larry that the best way to handle that is to let him stay in another world and to say there is nothing more that he can do now and that Luke is a Jedi and that his job is done. It could be a goodbye scene to Ben, which is, I am never going to appear before you again. You want to bring him shimmering back at the end? We can do that. They are guardian angels who are standing there. Luke has the power to see them. That's nice. That works. They become the force. The concept is that when you die, your energy drains into the force, which is made up of all living things. We are just personifying it a little bit, which I think is alright. The biggest thing is that we give Alec a good scene to get him to do it, a chance to act. The problem with Empire was that he doesn't act, he just tells Luke something. And the rest of the chapter goes on about how George needs to find a good acting script for Alec Guinness to come back as Obi-Wan Kenobi, as in The Empire Strikes Back, he didn't put his acting to the test, and rather just told Luke not to leave Dagobah. So as we can see, Luke was really the only one that could see the ghosts of Anakin, Ben, and Yoda, as George said. Why this is, it doesn't go into detail, but I think it's because of his connection with all three, but most importantly, because of his knowledge that Ben spoke to him through the Force. Yoda vanished into his cloak, which actually was uh, in canon, they added later when Disney took over, actually Qui-Gon's robe. Now, we can also assume that Luke, being Anakin's son, was more in tune with the Force than Obi-Wan, who required training from Yoda on how to commune with Qui-Gon Jinn, as we heard at the end of Revenge of the Sith. Teach you to commune with him, I will. Or something like that, where Obi-Wan raises his brow and says, Qui-Gon, and starts to understand that, holy crap, you can actually talk to the dead. And maybe when you die, you really aren't dead. Which is ironic, because the whole plot of the film pretty much is to save Padme from death and to be immortal, which is what Anakin and Palpatine are trying to figure out. But then at the end, randomly, the good guys figure it out. And this was always something that was interesting, especially in Legends, is that Yoda, well, rather, the Jedi, would be able to live on in the Force after their physical body died, but the Sith wanted to live in the real world as long as they could. They didn't really care about what happened after death, they just wanted to keep going. They didn't want to die and transcend into the Force. They wanted to be around in the galaxy and just be immortal. And herein, you know, comes the whole essence transfer thing, which, mind you, Plagueis in the Plagueis novel thought that was not true immortality or true cheating death. He thought that was just 
really lame and he didn't consider it to be a true way of immortality which is kind of funny that Sidious does it he's just <laughs> I'm sure Plagueis was probably laughing in his grave now the thing with Sith especially in Legends is they actually become immortal in a sense once they die by possessing objects like we saw with Darth Bane we see it with Marka Ragnos and many others now this of course is horrible, it's not nearly as great as being a force ghost where you can go anywhere at any point in time and pretty much do anything. Like look at Obi-Wan sitting on a log in Return of the Jedi. The whole concept of Force Ghosts is something that I find extremely fascinating. It's something I think we should dive into deeper as Star Wars progresses in the future, and I would even love to get a movie or a show or a trilogy, heck even a book, about what happens when you transcend into the Force. Take me through the story of Anakin as he becomes a Force Ghost Jedi, which we get a slight sliver of in one of the novels which I've covered a few times on the channel. The book is The Rise and Fall of Darth Vader, and it actually explains at the very end that Anakin was dying, and in a split second he could hear Obi-Wan's voice out of the blue as he was closing his eyes on Luke, helmetless and everything as the second Death Star was about to blow up. And he kept asking Obi-Wan, how is it possible that I hear your voice? This doesn't make sense. And Obi-Wan basically tells him, he says, shut up, pretty much, and you know, not literally, he says, shut up, look. You've got to really focus. If you don't do what I say, you could literally cease to exist at any moment in a second or two. So he listens to Obi-Wan's teachings within a second. And it's almost like time slows down or something like that. And all of a sudden, Anakin becomes a Force ghost. But what is that transition like? What does it feel like to become a Force ghost? Another interesting question is, how did Anakin's robes change <laughs> when he became a Force ghost? All of a sudden, he had light robes, which we've never seen him wear before. Now, the theory behind that that I have is actually from a canon novel from a certain point of view, where Qui-Gon's ghost manifests itself and shapes itself into Qui-Gon Jinn. And it's explained in that book that he can shape himself into literally any object that he wants, as he is the Force, and he can make himself look like anything. But he chooses to take his old form as Qui-Gon Jinn, which I thought was a pretty cool way of explaining it. Now, as for Luke being the only one to see the Force ghosts, like his father Yoda and Obi-Wan can it really makes me wonder, and I hope we dive into this more in The Mandalorian Season 3 or Season 4 or whatever, what Luke has learned from the Force Ghosts. It really just started the precedent of Anakin teaching his son, and we never got to learn about that or see that in comics or books or anything. So this is something that I'd love to see in canon in The Mandalorian, Luke speaking to Anakin, to Obi-Wan, to Yoda and for us to really get that father-son relationship and bond that we never got in the sequels and we never got anywhere else because The Return of the Jedi really set it up perfectly. So, I hope you enjoyed this video. Let me know what you think about Luke being the only one to be able to see the ghosts and I'd love to see your responses down below in the comments. If you enjoyed this video and you want more of this kind of coverage, hit like and I'll see you in the next one. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you always.